Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get uh, further into this disturbingly uh, developing story that has so many different angles to it now involving Russia and Ukraine. There are the two pipelines we've talked about them many times, Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2. Nord Stream 1 has been online for 12 years. Nord Stream 2 is finished but never used, and that was gas out of Russia for Europe, predominantly Germany. So over the last couple of days, there have been explosions, uh, four leaks now in those two pipelines. Was that sabotaged by Russia? More than likely, say experts. And what's the impact on the energy crisis in Europe? The uh, European Union, by the way, is claiming that they will seek revenge. Professor Thierry Bro joins us, expert in geopolitics of oil and gas. He's the former head of energy security for France. Thierry, thank you very much for joining us. You're quoted in a news story in France, which you tweeted, and I posted, that, quote, they are putting us on a war footing, end quote. Are you concerned that uh, other energy delivery systems may come under attack? Yes, good afternoon, Roy. Yes, you know that I've been concerned and worried uh, for the last few months. I mean, it's been six months, and I think over a year that Vladimir Putin is using weaponization of gas. And with this sabotage, there is no way back. So we aren't going to receive more Russian gas. Uh, and I think this also shows you that uh, the Trudeau government was uh, not right in sending those turbines back to uh, uh, Russia. Uh, so what is this is showing us, it shows us that our infrastructure is weak and we are weak and we were naive. And so this can happen to other pipes. And if this happened to other pipes, this is extremely worrying for us because we need every kind of supply. We need the full infrastructure to be um, operating 100% right now because otherwise we are going to be cold and we are going into deep recession. Yeah, you told us maybe two months ago that, uh, the first of all, the energy outlook for winter in, in Europe was extremely bleak. You were expecting gas rationing and brownouts and blackouts for several hours each day if the Russian gas was not available. Now, NS1 and NS2 have been essentially blown up. Well, that might be an exaggeration, but they've certainly been attacked. Are you still very concerned about daily blackouts in, in Europe this winter? Yes, I think I'm more and more worried. I mean, I think the scenario, the bleak scenario I had, and remember, I was the uh, non-optimistic analyst in, in this world. The bleak scenario I have are turning to be uh, uh, are turning to be the right outcome, unfortunately, days in, days out. I mean, uh, as we speak, I mean, uh, uh, volumes of gas to Italy and to Moldova have been further reduced. So, yes. Uh, we are in in a worrying situation, and this is why. Remember, I called many times on your show. I mean, to our uh, Canadian allies, please uh, provide more gas. Not to, not today, because this is impossible. But in the future, because we need more gas going forward, and not hydrogen, because hydrogen isn't going to save us. We are going to go through. Two very, very difficult winters, but after, uh, hopefully, uh, we will grow our economy and we will need more uh, gas and hydrocarbons. Yeah, hydrogen at the moment is a project and very little more than that. Um, now, people across Europe are going to be living in, regardless of what happens, are going to be living in cold homes and working in cold environments all winter. 
Meanwhile, the I want, to, I want your thoughts on this. The French Minister of the Economy, Bruno Le Maire, announced he would from now on be wearing turtleneck sweaters to work and not a shirt and tie any longer. He even has a photograph of himself on Twitter uh, wearing a turtleneck at work. How's that being accepted by concerned French citizens? This seems weird to me. Yes, I think it's weird. I mean, remember, we are a G7 country, and now we have a minister, number two or three in the government, telling us to wear uh, turtlenecks. We, we, we have people on TV telling us you need to sh- shut, uh, shut off your Wi-Fi and all those things. I mean, we were the seventh biggest economy in the world, and we have those kind of narratives. I mean, it's insane because we haven't done our homework in terms of having more nukes, in terms of having more gas. This, I think this crisis is showing us, and I think this is a very good example for uh, Canada, this crisis is showing you that without nuclear and without gas, there aren't any energy transitions that are going to be successful. We are going to be cold, we are going to burn more coal, and we are going to pollute more. In short, we are going to pollute more, consume less, and pay more. Not a very good outcome for any kind of policy, I would say. No, and there are two additional words that you've used on this program and other guests in from Europe have used as well. Social unrest. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm not so sure people will cope with it. I mean, uh, every every week we have uh, higher money spent. I mean, this uh, this week the uh, German government put 200 billion euros on the table to try to pay for the bills of the uh, gas and electricity bills of the Germans, of the residential Germans. And I mean, 200 billion, think about it. And this isn't going to solve the crisis. This is going only to mitigate the risk of social unrest. We haven't so far uh, done anything in terms of supply. We need more nukes. We need more uh, production. And again, as uh, we discussed last week, we, are, we, we switched off a nuclear plant in uh, Belgium, which was in perfect condition. Yeah, that was delivering 10% of the country's energy needs. Does Putin have options other than Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 he could use to try to blackmail Euro countries to buy Russian energy and break the sanctions regime? Or has he attacked his his own infrastructure clearly with these attacks on the pipelines? Well, I, I, I think uh, he can try to disunite Europe. As, as I told you, I mean, he has reduced uh, flows to Italy, saying there was a problem in Austria, so there will be some uh, muscle flexing between Austria and, uh, and Italy to know where the gas goes. So that's one of putting tricks. But also, I mean, the worst trick he can play is blow a pipeline that comes from Norway, because there uh, we are going to scramble uh, to heat our homes and to try to... Uh, keep our economy going. And this is the major risk. And you've seen that NATO is trying to uh, make sure that the Norwegian infrastructure is safe. And we've seen some drones uh, flying around a production platform in Norway, which is not a very good sign. So this this kind of thing, we are in a world, in, in a, we are at war with Russia, which is a proxy war, but it is a, a, an energy war. And this has been the case for the last 18 months, unfortunately, and politics makers have been sleepwalking into this war. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.